Good afternoon, everybody. Um, today, you know, rolling right along, you know, almost a week away, right? A week away, season starts. Um, I have Rarit and head coach Anthony Vona. Anthony, thank you for joining me. Hey, Nick, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. And again, thank you. I'll echo what all the other coaches are saying. <laughs> for doing this in your spare time and really promoting uh, girls basketball in the short time. Yeah, I love it. You know, we're, get, we're getting down to it. How has the first week of practice and tryouts gone? You know, it's been good, uh, you know, better than expected. You know, we come in and at some point in December, we're like just hoping to, for a season. So one week down and the girls have really done a great job with, you know, taking care of themselves, staying safe uh, and healthy and, and following the protocols. Yeah, it, you know, during soccer seasons, you know, it's tough, you know, teenage kids, you know, and, you know, I noticed, you know, girls have a tough mindset that they, you know, they want the season to happen. They're willing to do and make the sacrifices, you know, just to make sure the season continues. Yes. And that's what I've seen with, with my girls so far, they're willing to, to take the sacrifices, you know, it's a short season. Uh, and for some of them, it's their senior year and this is the last shot. And, you know, at least to have a season is great. Um, going into last season, what was, you know, the message and what you, were you trying to get out of your team, uh, you know, at the start of the season, what, what were some of the goals that you set? Yeah, last year was my first year as the uh, varsity um, coach for Raritan, uh, taking over a team that, you know, was, was loaded with seniors, uh, made it to the state playoffs, had, had a pretty good record. Uh, so coming in, having four new starters that really had limited varsity time, uh, added with uh, Lucy Alberici, uh, and I coached these girls in middle school. So we knew each other. We had chemistry already. It was really just to compete uh, day in and day out. So compete in practice and, and compete on the court. And you know, going, you know, in a central, you're going up against some of the top teams in the state day in and day out. So it was really just keeping that mental toughness, taking your lumps and bumps, and, and you know, living to play another day. And that was the message. Now, you guys were probably, you know, you were – probably the toughest division in the state. Um, do you think that helped contribute, you know, playing such a tough schedule, um, contributed to, you know, making it to the semis in the, in the Central Jersey group too? Absolutely it did. I mean, there was, um, you know, being the 12 seed, uh, you know, not having a record that, that was, you know, if you looked at it from the outside in, you're like, oh, you know, losing record, how'd they get a 12 seed? There were some teams with better records that were behind us. Um, but definitely helped us. I mean, the speed at which A Central plays, the, the skill level. So those are the opponents that we faced in the first two rounds. There was nothing that they could throw at us that we hadn't already seen. So our girls were, you know, not only the, the physical side of it, they were ready for it, but also the mental side. We'll talk a little bit about the state run a little bit, but first um, let's talk about, you know, some of the games um, that you had, you know, this season. Um, like we talked about, you were competitive, you know, for a quarter or a half against, you know, the powerhouses. Um, what would, like, the message to the girls when, you know, you're going, you know, you're going into RBC or, you know, you're going to Manasquan. What's the message, you know, because I know some teams could get a little deflated, you know, oh, we're playing RBC or we're playing St. John Vianney. What, what was the message you sent where, you know, you got your team, you know, and, you know, where they were be able to be competitive for, you know, part of the game? Yeah, sure. Walking into, you know, RBC, the gym there, or even St. Rose, and you're seeing six foot four, six foot two, and you know, <laughs> your, your tallest girl is five nine. Uh, it could be deflating to some, but we know Raritan's been playing in tough divisions for a very long time. Uh, so these girls were, were used to that. They knew what they were going to face. Uh, but I would like to just set uh, small goals for the girls. And mm -hmm. it's simple as, 
Uh, and I learned this from a coach I started with, Dennis Caruana, who's the boys varsity coach and, and the varsity girls volleyball coach, is that we want small goals and even could be get, get that coach to use its timeout. And, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, we're at RBC and, you know, we hit a couple bomb threes and we go up nine to six in the first two minutes. And, you know, uh, Coach Montano, you know, he must not have been happy. He called a timeout. And we ran off the court like we had uh, just won the championship. And it was kind of like trying to get their mindset right. But that was like, they go, that was one of our goals. So it was little things like grab an offensive rebound, you know, uh, be able to, you know, win a tip, uh, create some turnovers. So goals like that, that I would try against the powerhouse teams. And of course, you know, see if we can hang around for a quarter. Because uh, mm -hmm. those teams, you, you got to give it your all right away, you know, pedal to the metal. If not, you're going to get blown out of the gym from the start. Uh, and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. You know, yeah. there's games where, yes, you know, uh, at RBC the first time, we're only down 20 to 14 in the first quarter. Uh, but then that was it. You know, second quarter, you know, it was, we were gassed and they weren't. And then they put the clamps down. And then times where St. Rose uh, or RBC the second time, they just, they weren't having any of that. Uh, they, you know, first from the tip, it was, it was, you know, done, but again, the little goals, the, having that mental toughness that, Hey, we're going to take our lumps against those teams, but then we play a team that we're competitive against the next game. Let's see how we respond. And to me, you know, that's also how, you, you know, you start building a, you know, a program from the ground up and, um, you know, we'll talk about it a little later, you know, you're in a small town, um, trying to keep some of the talent there, um, uh, you know, to stay home instead of going to, you know, neighboring schools or, you know, the private schools. So to me, it is starting with the small goals, you know, even when you're playing, you know, the powerhouses and then you just build off that, you know, get the girls confidence and uh, work from there. Um, going into, you know, the, the States, you know, uh, made it to the semis against um Rumson, you know, end up losing, losing to Rumson. Just talk the first two games. And do you think, you know, once you were able to get that first win, it gave the team, you know, more confidence to, you know, advance it, you know, and, you know, end up beating South, South River in the second round up until Rumson. Yeah. And it really started before that uh, playing at Shore Regional the second time, February 7th, that was our cutoff state cutoff. And right there, mm -hmm. we were about the 17. Uh, seed, or, you know, we wouldn't have made it. If we would have lost, we probably would have been the 16 seed and would have had to play Rumson round one. So that was kind of like our Super Bowl. And I, I talked to the girls and, and said, you need this one, okay, because this can possibly move us to the 12 seed. I was doing the math like all week and said, if we can get this one, you know, it's one game. So we got to give 32 minutes all we have. Uh, and, you know, again, Shore Regional, well-coached, well-played, mm -hmm. disciplined, not an easy game, especially in their gym. Uh, and we had to come from behind in the fourth quarter, down five. You know, we hit a couple big threes and hold on, you know, we hold on at the end. And we knew, okay, now we're the 12 seed, playing the five seed, and that's Metuchen. Uh, we did a, uh, you know, great scouting report against them. But even after that, when the short conference tournament was going on and we didn't make it, we were adding teams that were going to be competitive as well. Adam Brick Memorial, which, which you kind of beat us bad. Uh, but then we had Matawan, we had Jackson Liberty. Yeah, those are good. both Matawan and Jackson Liberty pretty well. Uh, and again, Jackson, it goes to show the power in the short conference is that then Jackson Liberty comes out in the States and beats RBR. Yeah. I mean, the talent level is, is insane. So having those wins and getting the confidence there, we went on a little two game win streak heading into it uh, and then playing the touch in the first round. Coaching staff did a tremendous job with the scouting report, close game at half. Uh, and then Lucy uh, Alvarez yeah. kind of took over in the second half and had a game for the ages, 33 points there. Uh, and, you know, we ended out with a, with a romp against Metuchen. So the girls were excited. It was a first state playoff win for Raritan in 
at least 10 years. You know, oh, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, they made states, just couldn't get over the hump. So that was kind of like a relief. Uh, the girls were really excited and trying to get their focus again and say, well, well now we're on, you know, round two. And again, now it's the four seed. So we were the five seed. We go to South River. Not an easy place to play. Their student section was loud, uh, crazy. Uh, and that was a game where other girls had to step up. Lucy kind of got in foul trouble early. Uh, and uh, girls like Meg Casey and Joey Tarazi. Joey hit five threes, I believe, in that game. Uh, and then just the defensive side, holding that team to 34 points on their home court in a state playoff game. Uh, you know, just a tremendous game. Uh, both sides, well played, uh, coming out. And, and now we're in the state semis. And it was kind of how I mapped it out when I said, if we could be sure, we might see Rumson again. <laughs> just didn't want to see Rumson in the first round. We were trying to avoid an A-Central opponent uh, until the semis. And you know, happy we were, uh, we were there. Now getting to, to, you know, getting two two wins like that. And like you said, probably, you know, first time in 10 years, state, you, being in such a, you know, a small town, do you think that helps, you know, the younger girls that are in the middle school see uh, this, you know, you know, this, this team's starting to build something, you know, and uh, help keep the players, you know, to stay home, you know, to the hometown. Yeah, it was, it definitely was a nice thing for the town and the town kind of rallied around us. You know, they kind of didn't pay attention to girls basketball. It's kind of like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're, they're playing tough teams. They're getting blown out, you know, when's the end of the season kind of, uh, but to have a couple of wins like that and have some parents of the younger girls text you and, and I don't have an ego. So I tell the girls all the time, you take the wins, I'll take the losses. Yeah. Uh, texting me saying, great job. We're behind you, you know, keep, keep going. It was great for the town. It showed that, you know, we can compete in group two, in yeah. terms of group two, you know, if we stay in town and mm. work together, have that chemistry, work hard and compete. And yeah. it was really assuring to the town and to the girls that, you know, we do have a program and we're very proud of our program uh, and proud of where it's going. And like, I'm taking over, it's only my second year. So I'm building, trying to build up the yeah. foundation. Yeah. I, I'm working closely with the middle school uh, coach and to try and keep yeah. some of our, our players and all of our players in town. That's to me that, you know, that's key is having that good relationship with, with the middle school or, you know, you know, some towns, grammar schools, um, you know, depending uh, because, you know, there are towns that they, you know, they try to create that relationship and, you know, the middle school coaches are just not responsive. So I think that that'd be key to help, you know, you know, build, help build that, you know, a feeder program that's, you know, as they call it, you know, at the middle school level. Absolutely. Um, move on to, you know, this upcoming season, uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, what do you think are some of the challenges or some challenges you might've seen already um, that, you know, with the COVID, you know, the, or the, the girls might be facing, you know, this season? You know, it's kind of the rules and getting them used to when we go live in the gym, mm -hmm. like it all goes out of bounds. It's kind of telling them like, they got to get in and get in because the refs don't want to touch the ball. Yeah. So getting used to that. And when we're scrimmaging Monmouth Regional tomorrow, and it, that's going to probably be a lot of just getting used to the little nuances that are going to be for this year. Mm -hmm. But they're open and they're okay with it. My girls, I mean, we're, we're happy there's a season. We're blessed. Yeah. And whatever we need to do to keep that going and, and have a complete season, they're okay with. Uh, but it's going to be definitely a learning curve for them. Uh, because they've been playing basketball for 10 years of life and, you know, used to having the ref hand the ball. Uh, now it's just going to be, hey, you got to listen for him to say go and we got to get the ball ourselves. So uh, learning for everybody, but we'll get through it and hopefully get back to some kind of normal at some point. Yeah, hopefully. I, you know, I knew that was a rule because um, 
I was talking to a basketball ref during the soccer season. I was watching his daughter play, and uh, he was telling me some of the stuff. And I was like, "That's going to be a little, a little weird, you know, especially you know foul shots." And <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're used to that ref giving you the ball, and it, I'm trying to read through everything and tell it to the girls, and they're kind of looking at me puzzled, like I'm making it up. Yeah. You know, uh, little by little, and I'm sure there's going to be, like you said, a ref's going to be there to help, to help, you know. Uh, go with some of the new rules and, uh-huh. and, the, and the changes of things and even the jump ball like okay we have a we have a coin toss now so that might be my first goal against St. John Vianney is win the coin toss you know <laughs> that's funny um uh, I want to start talking about your roster you know you had a pretty young team last season one senior um you had two juniors you know one ended up transferring um let's start let's start with Sarah O'Leary you're one of your returning senior what, what are you expecting out of her, you know, on the court? And what do you expect to her, you know, as being the senior leader, um, having, having a younger class, uh, uh, squad? Yeah, and, and, it was this, and I've known Sarah a very long time, and she's a tremendous three-sport athlete. She's been a, a varsity athlete for all three sports for her four years in, uh, in high school. So she's a natural leader. Uh, and she was even – she was a captain last year with Lucy and with Meg. Uh, so she was a leader last year came on and even this year now um, she's been very vocal in practice. Uh, she leads by example, right? So she's going to be the first one in on a drill. Uh, she's the first one in a practice. She is there uh, taking charge and the girls kind of look to her. She, she's not going to be the kind of girl that's going to get in your face and, and chew you out. She's going to be a positive reinforcement and, and the effort is going to be there from her. And then the younger girls, look to her and say, well, if she's doing it and she's a senior, you know, I better be doing it as well. Um, but Sarah is, uh, you know, and she came back, she had a bad ankle sprain against St. Rose late in the year. And I wasn't sure she was going to make States, uh, but she worked her butt off to get back to States uh, for us um, defensively. I mean, she's just a great rebounder. Uh, she's long, you know, that, that volleyball player in her and softball player, she's long. So she gets her hands in passing lanes. So for her and I, She'll, if she's watched, if she'll watch this. She's been telling me since seventh grade she can't shoot the ball. You know, I tell her to shoot all the time. Uh, but <laughs> defense, block shots, uh, rebounding, and her passing is phenomenal. The other day in practice, she had one of the – like it was a one-touch pass, and I never saw that from her before. And I was like, where did that come from? So she's just always uh, positive and, and ready, natural leader. Yeah, look, looking at her stats from last season, it looks like she just does a little bit of everything you know, for, for your team, which is, those are the players you, you need to have those on your team. Oh yeah. She's going to get on the floor for a loose ball. Uh, she'll take the open shot. She hit a bunch of threes uh, last year, which I was happy that she was actually pulling from the three point line and making a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, she'll look and say, she's not a three point shooter, not a shooter, but you know, I, I trust her with the ball in her hands. She, like you said, you, you nailed it. She could do a little bit of everything. Um, is she the only senior? We have actually a senior uh, transfer from uh, Kingsburg uh, is uh, Montana Gogan. Okay. Who Montana is going to step into a starting role. Uh, she's a guard. And so far I've only seen her a week, six practices. Love what I say from her. Uh, she is fearless. Again, just another natural leader who's going to be quiet and, and do it. She can get to the basket. And we have some big girls this year, the younger and uh, younger level, the freshman level has some tall girls and she goes right at them, right at the hoop. And again, fearless, uh, great passer, just so coachable. Again, the, the challenge is that she's joining the team that, you know, a lot of girls came back from last year is that she's starting to learn. And especially being that it's so quick of a season, 
with COVID. That's the challenge with her, but she's absorbing it. She's like a sponge. Uh, you know, we're filming things and post, posting them on our team classroom and she's going home and studying it and making sure that she is ready to go when it comes time to game time. That's, that's great. You know, I love the players that, you know, just don't spend the time on the court, you know, they're watching film and, you know, studying and trying to figure out how to get better or, you know, reasons why you do certain things on the court, not just that you're doing them. Yeah. Um, you have, you had a whole bunch of sophomores last season. Um, probably start with, you know, Meg and Joy. Um, they led your team in threes. So, you, you know, you're getting a nice part of your offense back, you know, obviously loosely carry most of the load. Um, looking at the stats, but you know, two soft. Nice that you have two sophomores that were second and third in scoring points, and first, first and second, you know, shooting the three ball. What does it mean them coming back, and what you know, what are you expecting their jump to be from last season? Yeah, and they're, um, you know, from when I told them that Lucy was transferring to RBC, um, you know, they were happy for Lucy. It was never any any grudges or anything like that. They kind of just said, okay, now now it's us. Now yeah. it's, you know, we relied on Lucy so much last year to handle it because she was there. She was the varsity leader. She's been in big games before. Now these girls have been in big games uh, playing the tough competition. Uh, so Meg was with uh, Lucy as far as our like two point guards go. They were handling the pressure. Um, so Meg is used to that. And she uh, has a girl at RBC her freshman year transferred back to uh, Raritan last year and immediate starter. And if you see, look at our stats, you know, Lucy and Meg are the only two girls that played every single game. So Meg, right rarely came off the court i mean our games were close we never blew anybody out and really we didn't have a lot of depth where i'm taking meg off the court even if we're down 30. so mm -hmm. meg was being on the court the whole time her motor is non-stop and again just a amazing athlete soccer player she plays soccer for Aaron as well and that's the thing with all of our athletes are multi-sport athletes mm -hmm. uh but meg uh has that athleticism where if you just look at her you know she kind of looks tiny you know it doesn't look like much but man she is tough that tough Irish girl and uh and she's she can jump that's how she can jump out of the gym and she likes to get to the basket but she can shoot the three and quick can dribble so she's kind of our heart and soul on offense everything's going to go through her much like last year where everything kind of went through Lucy. everything this year is going now through uh Meg um how about Joy Torizzi did I pronounce her last name right Torizzi Torizzi Tarazi, um, you know, similar, you know, put, put up, you know, two less threes than her. So it'd be nice to have like that one, two punch kind of, and, you know, both of them being juniors. Yeah. Joey came on at the end of the year and, and she was always a three point shooter from the time I knew her from when she was in seventh grade playing for me. She loved the three pointer. She has a tremendous shot. Uh, and a lot of that, that helped out with Lucy driving, you know, drive girl kick and Meg kicking out. And we had Joey, um, she missed some time. She had an injury last year. Uh, and then when she came back, kind of got off to a slower start, but then at the end of the year was really carried us through that run where just knocking down not only three-pointers, but knocking down elbow jumpers, baseline, uh, started to take the ball uh, to the basket once teams realized she could shoot the three and were guarding her out there. Then she started taking it to the basket. A tremendous passer as well. Uh, she doesn't really get that credit because her three-point shooting is phenomenal, mm -hmm. but uh, just a tremendous teammate. Um, and like I said, Joey on that run with hitting threes against Metuchen, uh, against Metuchen, against uh, South River, I think she might have had 10, 10 three-pointers uh, in those two games, maybe nine. Uh, and then uh, David uh, Rumson uh, kind of <laughs> went down on that and, uh, and took, uh, took her away in the state semis. Uh, but Joey, again, another tough girl. She'll, uh, you know, she's scrappy. She's going to get into some games, uh, you know, get into, I'm sorry, get into 
uh, some things where I'll have to calm her down, but she's the first one to stick up for a teammate if there's a cheap shot or any kind of thing. She's the first one in there, and she's five foot four. You know, she'll go up against a girl that's six foot two and try and get in her face as much as she can. Uh, but yes, and she gets on the floor, she's going diving for loose balls. She's not just one of those, I'm going to just stay out here at the three-point line and shoot. She's all over the court. I tell her her DNA is uh, all over every part of the, the wood floor. Um, those were, you know, your, your key offensive in, uh, players. Um, who else is coming back uh, from last season that you think or is that you expect to have bigger roles with the team? Uh, Car there's a, a sophomore, and she got a significant amount of playing time at the end of the year last year, uh, Carmela Petrignani. Mm -hmm. uh, and her toughness and her ability to shoot the ball was big towards the end of the year. Uh, she actually helped out because she was the first girl on. So against South River, when Lucy got in foul trouble, she popped into the game and just grabbing those rebounds where Lucy would usually get um, and rebounding her passing is crisp. And she's taken more of a, a leadership role, even as a sophomore, uh, being able to knock down some shots. And so far in practice, I've seen, you know, a lot more team game than last year. We're passing the ball, spreading it out a lot more. Uh, so that everybody can can have an opportunity to hit shots. And to Carmela's uh, credit, she had the ability last year and, and so far this year there, if she's open, she's left open, she can knock down the jumper. Uh, but also her defense, her rebounding. So she was a, a big part of our run last year in the States, and she'll be a major part of the team this year. Um, anybody else returning from last season? Uh, we have a girl, a sophomore, uh, Allison Dillon. Okay. Uh, much time on the varsity level she was on the jv team uh, and allison another girl i've coached uh, you know from middle school now her freshman and sophomore year another soccer player so mm. another two sport athlete uh and she's just and i say this about all my girls but i think that's has when you when you face a raritan team the first word <laughs> on is grit yeah you know, gritty and and you know sometimes the girls don't like to hear that because they're high school girls but you know we kind of take that like yeah we you know we're going to give you everything we have Mm -hmm. You know, whether we win the game, whether we lose by one or whether we lose by 40, you're getting everything out of us. You know, they, mm -hmm. they hustle. Allison is that girl. I mean, she's going to, she's sprinting on every play. She is hustling. She is not afraid of contact. And, you know, sometimes I see like if, if Meg Casey's going up and I see Allison chasing her, I'm like, oh, just, just please don't, uh, don't tackle her. And sometimes I think she, you know, she's a goalie in soccer. And sometimes she sees like she's going for a loose ball and going to punch it out of the air. Um, but that's you know, something I love about Allison is that she's going to give 110% every single practice, every single game. So she'll have some time this on the court, uh, this year on the varsity level, uh, just to provide a spark. Maybe when the team, you know, all of a sudden it's getting late in the game and we're sitting legs are, you know, legs are a little weak, a little tired early mm -hmm. on in the season. She's going to provide that spark, uh, for the team. Uh, how about any incoming freshmen? Do you have any incoming freshmen you expect to make an uh, impact this season? Yeah, I have a, a, a three incoming freshmen, uh, again, multi-sport athletes, and I coach them their seventh grade year at, at the middle school. I'll start with uh, Anna Shea, a field hockey player, softball player, and basketball player. And, uh, you know, I didn't take their official heights yet, but I'm going to say she's about 5'9", uh, <laughs> and just, you know, can do a little bit of everything. She could shoot, she could dribble, definitely can rebound. Uh, she's so strong underneath the rim. So I'm looking forward to it because with two of the girls, uh, Brianna Daly is another freshman who is hovering around six feet tall. You know, we don't usually get that kind of height in Hassan. 
<laughs> so to be able to have that and be able to maybe get some offensive rebounds and some putbacks, which it's been a long time since we've uh, been able to do that. So with Anna, with Brianna Daly and another freshman, Moira McCarron, uh, they have some height, they have some size uh, and definitely some athleticism where they're all going to be able to contribute and get in there. Uh, and I have, like I said, eight or nine girls who, depending, especially this year with COVID, yeah. quarantining, and I've tried to tell them because they're all competitive and they all want to be on the starting five. Yeah. And they're all like, you know, if I put the starting five out against the next five, I see some like heads going down in practice. And I'm like trying to just reinforce that, yeah. hey, that starting five is going to rotate throughout the year. Yeah. Just not starting, it doesn't matter if you're first girl off the bench or last girl off the bench. You're equal, you're valued on this team. And when you're on the court, you need to give 110%. And uh, give it your all. Um, before before we wrap up, I just want to go through the schedule. You know, obviously in your your pod, St. John Vianney is you know you know they're top in the state, so they're going to be top in any any division. Um, just talk, you know, some of your matchups because after St. John Vianney, you know, probably Homedale is next, and then uh, you're, you're probably pretty uh, you know competitive uh, pod. At, you know, uh, t- I mean, take out St. John Vianney, you probably you got a competitive pod. Yeah, yeah. Um, just talk about that, and you know, you're probably in one of the better pods um, in, in the group. So, just what what do you think with this schedule? And you know, I know, you know, the schedule, the divisions got changed a couple times, you know, throughout the end of the summer and, and fall. So, what do you think, and what do you expect coming out of that pod? Yeah, and, and coming from a central where we had two private schools, Manasquan, yeah. Rumson, you know, elite public school programs, plus home to another top yeah. ten in the shore. Yeah. Uh, and then again, Shore Regional twice, and even Mammoth Regional. That that division was loaded last yeah. year. Uh, this year, I kept. I was joking around. I was like, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe we just drive ten minutes down the road and play St. John Vianney. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it came out. It did. Um, and hey, you know what? We're used to playing those programs of like yeah. I said, RBC, St. Rose, SJV. Right now, number one in the state. Yeah. I was waiting for my phone to to ring to see if anybody wanted to take them off the uh, our hands. Uh, it didn't. Uh, but what I've been telling the girls in practice is that let's see if we can, how long we can compete with them. Yeah. Obviously, a team like SJV they, and Dawn is such a tremendous coach. They're going to expose every single weakness you have. Yeah. And that's okay because that's the first two games. And we'll be yeah. able to build on that throughout the year. But any success that you can get off of their yeah. team is something to build on as well. And, yeah. and those, like, well, like I talked about earlier, the little goals, like mm-hmm. I said, it might be the coin toss. Let's see <laughs> next. And that's a win for the day. Um, and go from there. But you're playing, again, number one team in the state. I think they're number 10 in the country. Yeah. Uh, so, again, enjoy it. I tell my girls, you're going to be able to tell your kids one day you played against the number one team, uh, you know, in the state uh, and see if you could score. You know, maybe I scored a couple points against them. And then moving on. So, again, we're starting out with the, the best competition, the best yeah. team there yeah. is. And then from there, these games are highly competitive. Yeah. And that's what we were looking for is to have some competition where each and every day you're going to have to bring your best basketball. That's the short yeah. conference. I mean, there's no yeah. games in the short conference. Nope. Um, so we know those teams, you know, we played Matawan last year. We played Middletown North last year. You know, we won both of those games, uh, but knowing the girls being that the, the girls know each other, the towns are right next to each other. Um, the competition, it just keeps getting better and better. So we're excited about this division. Uh, looking forward to it. Again, the game, the two games in Matawan, then I think we go to mid North, uh, and then Colts Neck, and then Home Dog. Colts Neck and Home Dog are dynamite programs as well. So, yeah, I had, I had a coach call me up asking about, uh, you know, to, to change the Home Dog game, uh, which ideally, yeah, like they're a top 10 team in the shore, but 
it's it's a such a big rivalry. There's Homedale. Uh, Darren's such a great coach. Yeah, okay. and we want to make sure, like, hey, let's see if we can compete against Homedale this year and see uh-huh. where we're at, and then going into the what whatever type of postseason there will, yeah. there will be. That that's going to be my last question before I let you go. Um, are you a fan of you know the way the postseason? Because it seems like you know a lot of people, you know, even the top teams, they like it where you know you got a couple different mini tournaments. Sorry, about the doorbell just rang. Um, and my my dog, believe it or not, that dog's very tiny. <laughs> I got a tiny dog too. I'm waiting for her. She's like standing next to me. I'm like, don't you know, mm-hmm. she's gonna start barking. Um, so are you a fan of the way they did it for this season where you got a couple different, you know, uh postseason pot pods or you know, mini tournaments? Absolutely. Um, you know, ideally looking at it with what soccer did, I'm sure some teams would have liked to do a smaller sectional. Yeah. Um, it being that soccer did, but it also is tough on the private side because private schools are so scattered that yes. it's tough to get in there. You know, we could do a central Jersey group too, where you take the top eight teams and you can have something, but I guess they're trying to limit the travel, you know, from all different types of counties. So like I've said, this season we're, you know, in December, it was dicey, whether, what are they going to do? What's the governor? Are they going to shut down the indoor sports? Are they nervous about it? So any type of postseason is going to be, mm-hmm better than nothing yeah uh, and I, I do this is the the time of year where this is the type of year to try some new things out yeah. so even if it's not okay i know it's one through eight but let's say next year you know short conference tournament they do a bracket that's one through 16 and then you know 17 to 32 yeah and they do kind of two different brackets there an a and a b uh, and then this way it gets more competitive games yes yeah, because, you know, the early rounds, you know, St. John Vianney and the RBCs, you know, they're winning the early rounds by 40 points. Um, it could, you know, that's why a lot of the coaches like kind of, you know, smaller bracket. And then you have another bracket, you know, where those, you know, the lower seeded teams could play each other and they could play for something. And those games would be competitive as well. Yeah, absolutely. And especially even if it's number 41 to 49 in the short mm-hmm. conference, those are going to be competitive games where teams that might not have got a win in their pod have a chance mm-hmm. now to the season. They might win three in a row, and that's yeah. something to, to move yeah. towards. Or even if they made the short conference, just expanded it, and yeah. you get teams like St. John Miani, RBC, St. Rose, Manasquan, like a double buy like they do in the ACC tournament. You mm-hmm. know, they give them a double buy into the quarterfinals and also frees them up to add a little bit more games where they can, you know, go out there and play uh, more you know, higher – yeah. get ready for states yeah okay coach i'll let you go i appreciate you taking some time out today and uh you know i wish you and the team luck and hopefully everyone could stay healthy yeah that's the goal and i, I really appreciate it uh nick thanks for doing this you know you're yeah. taking your own personal time to promote our sport uh you know we really appreciate it and i thank you so much no problem i'm gonna have to get to a soccer game next season i so many basketball players and soccer players to play both sports those are those are my favorite as coach coach goody at jackson always says you know you love your soccer players on the basketball court you know that's my i coach you know i coach soccer that's why you know i i lean that a little bit but i can always i can always tell who plays soccer on the basketball court just the way they play defense they, and they don't stop. They, they're up and down, up and down, up and down. And as me, as a uh, as a volleyball coach also, I'd like to invite you to, to maybe cover some volleyball for okay. us. Like the winter season, you know, it's a, it's a fast-growing sport. A lot of basketball players do play uh, volleyball. Um, and a lot of basketball coaches are also the volleyball coaches as well. I do see it is. Volleyball is grown, which is good because, you know, volleyball is one of my, you know, what wasn't a high school sport, but I did, you know, gym class. That was the one sport, you know, one thing we were always looking forward to. Oh, yeah. So I got a funny story of volleyball, then I'll stop the interview. 
my senior junior year, the volleyball nets were set up in gym class, and you know there was three nets, and uh, basically the whole class was stuck on one court, and just four of us played because on the other court because we just took it too serious. They had they had to keep us four. We just played two on two. It was it, it was it was crazy, but but yeah, I do I do enjoy volleyball. 